Have you been seeking and searching for how-to knowledge on truly learning how to love yourself? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast. You see, learning to truly love yourself takes knowing what to do and how to do it. And just as any process in life, to move forward, we need to know which direction to go. During our time together, we're going to explore self-love talk and what it means. And it is my hope and my desire that you receive everything that you are searching for while you're here. The most important relationship that we will ever experience in life will be the relationship that we share with ourselves. But before we get started, I'm going to pause for a brief message. And again, welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast and enjoy your journey. Welcome to the Self-Love Talk podcast. I am your host, Sharon D. Meadows. Who am I? I am a John Maxwell Team Certified Member. I am the author of the Amazon bestseller, Journey to a New You. I am an inspirational speaker, and I am a transformative teacher. And if you allow me to, I will be your guide on the journey to self-love. Today, I would like to talk about crisis. We're in the middle of a crisis, a world crisis, and we're all in this together. I want to talk about, in the middle of a crisis, do you fight or do you quit? So let's talk. Whenever I share on this podcast, I'm sharing from a place of experience. So if you will allow me to, for a brief moment, if you will sit with me here, I would like to share an experience with you that really helped to mold me and define some of my values that I hold today near and dear to my heart. When I graduated from college in the mid-90s, I entered into the information technology world. It was hot. (laughs) There was massive growth, crazy opportunities. It was just a lot. It was a lot for someone coming from my background, um, humble beginnings, um, small rural country town girl, and now here I am, I'm in this growing, thriving industry that is taking the world by storm, and I'm a part of it. Very quickly, early on into my corporate career, very quickly, I began making six figures. I was young. It was exciting. There was a lot of opportunities. There were people calling me constantly, come over here, work over here. And it was it was overwhelming to say the least. And because of this, and I was young in my background, 
and there's a lot of money flying around. I had no loyalty whatsoever to any company. I've worked for some of the um, big name companies. This is not an advertising or a promo for anybody, so I'm not going to name them, but I've worked for some really very large, high-profile companies. Learned many things in different environments that helped me throughout my career. But the bottom line is, I was always chasing the money. So whenever I would go to a company, especially one of the big names, I would I would be laser focused and learn as much as I could learn. And then I would take that to go to another company. I was always ready for the next opportunity. And when it appeared, you better believe I took it. Until 2000. So I survived Y2K and I made it into the year 2000 and things were super hot because we had made it through Y2K. Things were super hot in, in my industry, in the IT industry. But they were quickly declining, quickly, quickly declining. So I thought I should maximize my earning potential while I could before things began to go downhill. So I received a call from a dot-com company and they wanted me to come over to meet with them. They knew someone that knew me and the person referred my name to them. So I get the call, I go, they're talking money, I stay. I abandon, I jump ship on the other company that I was working for. So now I'm at this new company. The director that hired me decides to go chase money in another city. So he leaves. Very shortly thereafter, I got promoted to the director role. Many of my team members were not happy. I was a young woman. A lot of them were male. Some of them older. Many of them older than me. They didn't like it. They didn't like it one bit. And they began to leave one by one. My feelings were hurt. was intimidated by what was happening. So I went to the president of the company who made the decision to promote me. His name is Ken. That is actually his real name, not making up names to protect the innocent. He is innocent, but I'm not making up a name because there's no reason to protect him. I went to Ken and I said, Ken, I don't know about this everyone is leaving most of them are leaving I won't even have a team he said Sharon trust me on this let them go let 
each of them that chooses to go. Let them go. Just trust me. He said, it's all going to work out. It's going to be better. You just have to trust me and believe in what I'm saying. And as they continued to leave one by one, Ken would encourage me, just hold on. Just It's going to be rough for a little bit. I know you're watching your team walk away, but just trust me on this. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. So after the last person left that wanted to leave and things settled down, Ken then came to me and said, now we rebuild. And we're going to do it different this time. And Ken gave me a voice in the process. Who came on board and who didn't? And I'll just put it like this. If it were today and we were do if this were happening today, we would the, the profile for the new people, they were they would have been termed the millennials. <laughs> um, very innovative, very creative, dynamic. Um, just it, it was an amazing time once we began to rebuild. Um, fresh new ideas. And when they would come in, I would listen to them. I wouldn't say, oh, I've been in the industry XYZ years. I know. No, I would listen to these new, bright, innovative ideas. And they were so creative. And things began to just expand. And it was just amazing. And I was so happy with the new team and just the way things were going in the company. And and we were bringing on new clients. The, the new creative ideas, it was attracting new clients to us, and it was just an amazing time. Well, it was short-lived. Because as the information technology industry began to become more greatly impacted by what was going on in the economy, we started feeling the pain. Pain was deep. So one day, Ken, the president, came to me. And he explained to me that because of what was happening in the economy and the world, it was causing things to change in other areas of the world and other companies and these changes were now impacting us. Ken told me he had a plan but that I needed to trust him and believe in him that he knew what he was doing. Ken told me the plan was to scale back in a major way and move forward with only five core people. So he wanted to let everyone in the organization go and only keep five people who he felt were essential to the rebuilding of the company. Ken looked me directly in my eyes and he said, 
Sharon, you're one of the five. Will you stay? He then promised me if we were able to. He said he couldn't make any promises about what was going to happen. But he promised if we were able to successfully rebuild and turn everything around, that we would bring the people that we let go back. Because he knew I cared about them and what happened to them. So now I had a decision to make. I've never been loyal to a company ever in my life. And now I have the president of this dot-com company standing before me in the year 2001 telling me that the ship is sinking. And he's wanting to know if I will stay on a sinking ship to help try to turn things around. I looked at Ken and I remembered his words from the past. I have a plan, but I need you to trust me and I need you to believe in me. I gave Ken my word that I would stay and I stayed. The five core people, including myself, went on alone in this journey to try to turn things around. We worked very, very hard, late nights, early mornings, weekends, not leaving the office, ordering pizza in. Oftentimes, we did the work of multiple people. It did not matter. Ken was our captain. He was guiding us and leading us, and we believed in him, and we followed his instruction. We gave a good fight. We gave a good fight. I was there. I was a part of it. It was a good fight. And we fought until the end. And when the ship sank, I was still on it. Right there with Ken. I am grateful for that opportunity. It allowed me to grow so much, learn so many things, and to reprioritize what was really important in my life. After that day, I no longer chased money in the information technology industry. I saw where it got me. I then began to prioritize what was actually important to me in my life, what my values were. Not what society said, not what the world said, not go get as much as you can get. But instead, I looked inward to see what was really important to me. Shortly thereafter, I got married and I started a family. And I, if I even received a call about more money or better opportunity or whatever the case was that I was being offered, I would look at my family and I would stay put where I was at. So after 
I left the dot-com company. I went on to another company. I stayed at that company for roughly seven years. And for family reasons, the next company that I went to, I went to a more, I, I wanted to be in a more family-oriented company. So the second company that I went to after that, I stayed there for roughly seven years. So for the last two years prior to me exiting the corporate arena, I worked for only two companies for a span of about 14 years combined. I had a family. I reprioritized my values. But I learned some valuable lessons along the way about recognizing and knowing what's truly important. So back to the crisis today. Some people are being faced with the question of do I quit or do I fight? Do I fight or do I quit? Friends, it's all perspective. It's all perspective. You could say that when I chose to stay at the dot-com company, that I was fighting. You could say I was fighting. I stayed. I stayed until the ship sank. Or you could say I quit. It's all perspective. You could say I could have very easily gone out and found another job and let them sink alone and 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 fought my way through this aching Um, pain-stricken industry and fought my way to the top and got another job and not look back at that sinking ship. It's all perspective. I don't know if it was quitting or fighting or fighting or quitting, whichever way you want to put it. But here's what I do know. When making a decision you must take into account feelings and facts to make a wise decision. If you just base your decision on feelings, it's too emotional. If you just base your decision on facts, it's too rigid. But if you take into account feelings, what's in your heart, based on facts, the logic, and you process that through your mind, you combine those two together you can make a wise decision that's going to be your gut instinct what is my gut telling me I'm taking into account my feelings and I'm taking into account the facts when I made the decision to stay at the dot-com company I took into account two things my feelings my feelings were telling me Run like the wind. You've never been loyal before. Run like the wind. This man is telling you it's a sinking ship. Go now. Save yourself. That's That's what my feelings were telling me. But here's what the facts were telling me. The facts were telling me. You've listened to him before. He's had a plan before. It's worked. You trust him. He trusts you. You believe in him. He believes in you. 
He's not making any promises that it'll work. But he's got a plan, and he's just saying, if you just hang in here with me, it just might work. Now, did the plan work? It all depends. Again, it's perspective. I gained more from that experience than any company that I'd ever worked for in my corporate career. I gained the understanding of the importance of loyalty. I gained the understanding, the importance of believing in yourself. I gained the understanding and the importance of believing in someone else and knowing that someone believes in you. I've worked for some big name companies and I did not gain half of what I learned from that experience from this dot-com company that was sinking like a ship in 2001. Perspective is all going to be perspective. In the middle of a crisis, do you fight or do you quit? It's perspective. What is your wise mind telling you to do? Your gut instinct. When you take into account your feelings alongside the facts that are before you, what is your wise mind telling you to do? I was in the middle of a crisis in 2001 when the president of the company was standing before me informing me that we were on a sinking ship. I took into consideration my feelings along with the facts before me and my gut instinct told me to stay. The ship still sank but it was what I gained from the experience that was most important to me. So here's the question I'm going to present before you right now. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? Because at the end of the day, whether the ship sinks or not, what you believe in is going to determine whether you have regrets or not after everything is said and done. What do you believe in? Before I I go, I want to leave you with a thought at the end of this episode. I no longer thinking, I no longer think in terms of do I fight versus do I quit? I no longer think in those terms. This is how I think now. This is what I believe. So this is how I base decisions now, based on how what I believe. Sometimes, when I'm faced with a crisis now, I don't ask, do I fight or do I quit? I ask myself, should I fight or should I rest? Should I fight? Or should I rest? Because once I rest, I can rebuild and refuel my energy and come back and fight even stronger than before. 
do I fight or do I rest is my question now. Because when I rest, after I receive sufficient rest, I can then rebuild and come back even stronger. Thank you, friends, for joining me for this episode of Self-Love Talk. I invite you to join me for the next episode, and I look forward to having you with me. I am your host, Sharon D. Meadows, and I'll see you soon.